Good morning, good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 19th at 5.13 a.m. I just finished my hour of meditation. was able to get on the stool at like 4.02, and I just set my alarm for a full hour instead of setting it for five, so I, I got the hour in. Uh, I want to give a shout out. Hey, what's up, everybody from Ottawa, Ontario, Edmonton, Alberta, Baltimore, Maryland, Mesa, Arizona, Snellville, Georgia, Cleveland, Ohio, Auckland, Chesapeake, Virginia, Texarkana, Arkansas, Perth, Western Australia, Ranch Cordova, California, Windsor, Connecticut, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, Marshfield, Wisconsin, Stamford, Lincolnshire. Uh, looks like Zurich. Is that Germany? Uh, geography is my Achilles heel. So sorry. Aston, Washington, uh, Salt Rock. It looks like a country in the continent of Africa. Uh, Munich, Bavaria, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, Middleburg, Rockville, Connecticut. What's up, everybody? Thank you so, so much for being here and sharing this time with me. Uh, you know, I, I'm back after a week off. Uh, had my spring break. And it was full of debauchery and wickedness. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know what? By the end of it, what I decided was I needed to start living a healthier lifestyle. I needed to start making healthier choices and then hopefully, uh, as I do those things, um, you know, the marijuana will start to take care of itself. And so, well, ma- quitting marijuana, of course, is a healthy choice. But I was having a lot of trouble saying no to the temptation, given into those impulsive urges. So, at the end of break, I decided to take the meditation to the next level. I hadn't been meditating at all. And in classic... Uh, Jonah style, you know, go big or go home. And so instead of meditating one hour a day, I said, I will meditate for two hours a day, which is actually the amount of time that they recommend when you practice Vipassana after your 10-day retreat of noble silence where you don't speak for nine and a half of those days. You're meditating for 10 hours a day. They say uh, it's akin to like a like a surgery, you know, there's a, there's a lancing that's going on. You're sharpening your mind to the point of a razor, and then you're slowly cutting yourself open, you know, getting rid of the pus, letting that pus ooze out so that you can have a fresh start. And then when you leave the center, your fresh start is supposed to be two hours a day. And I never did the two. I I did one. And now just recently I've been tackling the two. And so if today is Tuesday, I meditated an hour on Saturday evening, and then Sunday, I did an hour in the morning and in the evening. Yesterday, I did an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, and now today, I've done an hour in the morning. Um, Yesterday, I did end up burning, but it was weird because I, I don't really think I was craving it so much as just like, this is what you do, you come home, you know, put a little weed in the bowl, um, and I say that because I waited until after dinner, which is pretty unusual for me. And I do think that the meditation is is a huge part of that. So I'm really interested uh, tomorrow, tomorrow being 420, of course, um, how I do. Today should be in great shape because I got a lot of stuff after school. I got a board meeting to attend. I have a safe zone training to take part in. And so won't have a lot of opportunity to fall into the habit. And 
you know, I remember, oh, maybe it was one of my more recent reader stories, but the guy said, he's like, you just got to keep yourself distracted. And I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Okay, I'm not poo-pooing that at all. Um, I also need to gain control over my mind. And so for some of us, and again, there are people who can quit weed cold turkey. Like they pulled it off and um, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say other than great job, man. This is still kicking my fucking ass. <laughs> and uh, I actually just got a message from another listener. Uh, we'll call him uh, Sam. No, no, Stephen, my bad. Stephen, hey, what's up? Uh, he says, hi, sir. I am in my 100th process of trying to quit this cannabis. <laughs> yeah, man, me too. He says, I have a very, I had a very toxic father growing up. He just passed away from a heart attack. He let his cravings get the best of him. Craving slash addiction has been in my family. Uh, says that he's 25 and he's made well over six figures, but still feels like he's underperforming in his own career. Uh, where he is versus where he can be is so important. Uh, he writes that cannabis is great, and in the past I've used cannabis for a period which followed me constantly throwing out my equipment. You will never forget this habit. Uh, what is the funny thing about this is the idea you will never forget this habit, but you have the discipline to continue when you do want to do a bad habit. And I think what he's trying to say here is you find a way to get high. Like, you'll pull out all the resources in the world. You'll be creative. You'll think outside the box. Um, you will be determined. You'll stay up late. You'll spend money to continue doing something bad. But, you know, the the discipline to, to quit or the energy putting into not doing it somehow is where we all slip up. So I, I thought that was interesting. I really appreciate that um, insight, Stephen. Thank you so much, man. And... Uh, so my goal is to address my cravings. And so I'm doing that with the meditation. And I did a little math, of course, because again, you know, grand, best laid plans of mice and men sort of thing, grand scheme, is in less than 15 years, I will have 10,000 hours of meditation if I do it two hours a day. Uh, not to mention, and so I don't know, I think that's pretty crazy. And I was going to say, not to mention, uh, that will, what 10,000 hours will do, right? It'll transform your life in a pretty powerful way. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to keep rocking, rocking in the free world here. You guys, I, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm talking to you right now, instead of doing the yoga is because I went to church on Sunday, but otherwise scripture has been pretty absent from my life. And I noticed that when the scripture leaves, um, so too do many of my character flaws appear. And so too does my, when scripture leaves, so too does my willingness to adhere to this path, to walk the straight and narrow. So uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, we're on Proverbs chapter 3 today. And it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. 
My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. And we're going to go ahead and call it right there. Uh, Each kind of chapter had these these little mini headings on top of it. In this Bible, this is the American Standard Version. And so we just read a section titled, Trust and Honor God. And the next section is, Consider the Value of Wisdom. Um, What the heck? Let's read that too. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps were broken up, and the skies drip with dew. So, yeah, that that's great, man. And, you know, sometimes as I read scripture, I and I don't know what you guys do, but, you know, sometimes I input this, I, this concept of, like, universal energy or the great turtle in the sky, you know, when, when I hear God. Because I, I think sometimes that's a stumbling block for people in the sense of, oh, if I don't believe in Jesus Christ... Uh, the Bible has no meaning. And it's like, mm, no, the Bible is, is the way that we have most successfully perhaps interpreted God. And, uh, you know, because uh, it's, it's been preserved for so long. It's been, it, it's been passed on for so many years. Uh, you know, of course, uh, the Torah probably too, right? And, and uh, uh, whatever that book is in Islam, shoot me. Oh my gosh, I feel terrible about that. The Quran, excuse me, Quran. Um, obviously those are really old texts as well, um, but they all talk about God. And so this idea of a, of a higher power, of course, is the foundation of Alcoholics Anonymous too. And for me, that really talks or refers to the idea of breaking your ego. If you acknowledge that there's something greater, something bigger, something larger, um, something with more power in the universe that has control over the planetary happenings, uh, it makes you feel a lot smaller. And it doesn't, I guess you don't get as uptight about the little things. And so, in some ways, that also allows you to channel that power, and so you become more powerful as a result. Uh, It's kind of a radical thought. The idea that if I break my ego by acknowledging God, and I put on the God colors... All of a sudden now, I I speak with that authority and I act with that authority and I feel more powerful than I did when I was just making it on my own. Um, I don't know, you know, you join a team or a fraternity or something and you put their needs ahead of yours, but yet you're you're all the more powerful as a result. You've got the backing of the king, right? If you're a crusader, you you wear the king's colors. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about Robin of Loxley here. Sorry. <laughs> That's kind of an aside. But listen, really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, uh, back to lifting. Here's what I'll recommend. Okay, so our health tip of the day. The squat rack is an amazing place. Uh, you will find yourself in the squat rack. You will find truth. You will find knowledge. And nothing, uh, there will be no lies underneath that bar. The problem is the squat is an extremely complicated exercise. 
you really need to have attention to your technique. And we've talked about technique in the past, but what I will encourage you is that if you are not a regular squatter, to instead perform goblet squats. And I got this tip from a college strength and conditioning coach, uh, D3, but still a pretty cool guy. And he says he will not let any of his freshmen, sophomores, juniors uh, squat with a barbell until they can do 80 pounds with a goblet squat. So that would be picking up a dumbbell or a kettlebell, holding it close to your chest with two hands, elbows kind of pointed down towards your knees, and with a straight back, feet shoulder width apart, toes turned between 10 and 12 degrees, bending the knees and the hips at the same time, dropping down until your hips and knees are parallel, and then coming straight back up. And as you come down, not letting that body tip too far forward. You don't want it to be a table. Um, you don't want it to be more like you're sitting on a chair. And, of course, you won't be able to keep a, a vertical back the entire time um, unless you're wearing perhaps Olympic lifting shoes, which elevate your heel. Uh, by elevating your heel, you gain, uh, I don't know what to call it, I guess you gain leverage, and uh, your femurs can now move in a slightly different plane. And so your back can stay tall and vertical. Once your heels are flat on the floor, that becomes much more challenging because your hips kick out farther, and as your hips kick out farther away from you, so too does your back become more horizontal. So while you're doing this goblet squat, try to keep your back as vertical as possible, but it's okay if it bends. Here's the problem I see happen most often, though, is that when that back starts to bend, the barbell, or excuse me, the dumbbell moves away from the chest. And that's not a good idea. Keep that weight close to your torso throughout the entire rep. And uh, one more health tip I'll throw out there. I've had tremendous success bodybuilding by performing one exercise at a time. You, know, you do your eight reps, you take a break. You do your eight reps, you take a break. And I, I recommend that for people. However, what I have been doing lately is combining two exercises, uh, two different muscles. I might bench press and then I'll dumbbell curl, and then I bench press, then I dumbbell curl, bench press, dumbbell curl. Um, move on to maybe lat pulldowns and lateral extensions, which is where you have a dumbbell, and you're raising your hands out to your sides like a T, working that middle deltoid. So it's not something you should do if you're attempting to put on a bunch of size or put on a bunch of strength. It's something that you should do when you're attempting to enhance your body's coordination and your overall system capacity. I think that if you're a complete novice lifter, this probably isn't a good idea. But if you have some semblance of command of these exercises, then it might be worth your time doing this for maybe six to eight weeks. And again, you can't push the numbers too hard, okay? Because otherwise your technique is going to fall apart by jumping back and forth, unless you're a veteran. If you're a veteran, you're not even paying attention to what I'm saying because this is all old news for you. But if you're going to jump back and forth, you need to have really good command of your technique. So don't be aggressive with the weight. Trust the process. And perhaps the biggest reason why I like to do it is because I can do twice the lifting in half the time. Um, I can get a lot more workout in. And I, I don't like being in the gym more than 45 minutes. It's just... It's, it's kind of crummy. It's a long time. And you're talking to somebody who loves the gym. I mean, I was a gym freaking rat. I was addicted to uh, <laughs> I was addicted to ammonia at one point. I was huffing so much of that shit um, because, ooh, you take that hit of ammonia 
and you get jacked up, man, your nervous system lights on fire, and you don't feel a pain anymore, you don't feel, you don't feel really anything except fire, and so you go there, you do your lift, and you're good, and so I got addicted to it because I was using it to cover up uh, knee pain, back pain, that kind of stuff, so you want to talk about the gym, listen, I love it, okay, I love it, you can't, there are few people in this world who have more experience in the gym. I shouldn't say few people in this world, but you get the idea, okay? I've been a gym rat my whole life. Um, but you can get a lot done in 45 minutes if you put your mind to it, if you stay focused. Uh, I'll never forget these two guys. I used to train in this D1 gym. got kind of lucky. And uh, these guys would be in there for two hours. And I would go in and out in 45 minutes and... Even though, it, it, should I say it was a gym at a D1 school. It wasn't where the D1 athletes trained. Those genetic freaks would show up every now and then and humble you, you know, as you see that there's a whole different breed of human being. Um, but in that gym, without the D1 athletes, I actually was the biggest and strongest guy. And I did it in 45 minutes. So um, I would just encourage you, if you're having trouble sticking to a gym habit because of the amount of time, then think about what you're doing with your time. Um, I continue to shoot my bow, continue to train the feet, continue to do the uh, back PT. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. That's the only way we're going to get through this. you got to do mind, body, spirit. And uh, we're, hopefully I hit some of those things in this podcast. Obviously, we've had a lot of scripture, so we're going to transition to uh, our quote of the day. And this is from Confucius in his writing. Two Man Su asked Confucius about great man, and that's in capitals, great man. Confucius says, first he sets a good example, then he invites others to follow it. Uh, so, hey, that's some, that's some heavy stuff right there. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.